to the Good Game Podcast. Uh, today we are doing episode one, and we are going to be reviewing this game right here, Vindication. Uh, but before we get into that, we want to tell you guys a little bit about ourselves. Um, just kind of who we are, how we got into gaming, what kinds of games we like, just so you can get to know us a little bit better, and then we'll dive into the review. So, I was introduced to... Um, first game. Well, what's your name first? <laughs> oh, uh, Joshua Don Juan, and the first game really going into it was basic party games. That's kind of where I was starting at, and I was introduced to it actually by Roger right here. So from there, man, it was been it's been crazy. Now I'm really into more deck building and uh, really other strategic, um, fun games that's actually challenging me, mm-hmm. you know? And so... Now we've yeah. all played Cards Against Humanity and Apples to oh, Apples yeah. maybe one time too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right on. Or Monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. Too much of that. <laughs> no, too long, too. It's funny with Monopoly that they, they just keep coming out with the same game with a different skin on Version. it. Version, yeah. And it's the same game. No, thank you. Like no other game is selling like that. It's not like, oh, we're doing Disney Catan, and everyone's like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> it's just the same Monopoly game. It doesn't really change. Um, well, my name's Roger Baugh, um, and I have been playing board games for at least since high school. I think I can remember. Um, I got kind of introduced to board games. I don't remember. It's been that long. Uh, but... Kind of like Joshua, I enjoy strategic games. Um, I do like party games in the right setting. Um, we play all kinds of games here. Yeah. We're not you know, partial to anything. Uh, I guess the only type of gaming we don't really do is we haven't really played like Magic the Gathering type games or oh. D&D. So there may not be a lot of that here on the podcast, but if we get exposed to something like that and feel like it's worth mentioning, then we'll, we'll let you know. But... Mostly it's going to be board games and card games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit about us. Um, so let's dive into this game right here, which is Vindication. Um, Vindication is a game by Orange Nebula. Fantastic company. Uh, they are, I believe they're in Oregon or Washington. They're up in the Northeast <laughs> or Northwest. Um and this is their first game that they published. They actually have another game coming up on Kickstarter later this year, um, which is supposed to be like a space. What was the name of that one? Um, I believe it's Uncharted. 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 All right. And from what I understand, they haven't said too much, but what they, from what they under, I understand of the game, it's going to be like a space exploration type game. Oh, that's right. But there's not... There's not supposed to be a lot of combat. It's not like an alien type game. It's like Nemesis. It's going to be more of a, you know, explore and kind of try to overcome the elements and just like the natural things that would try to kill you, I guess. I'm thinking like (laughs) lack of oxygen, your ship breaking down, things like that. Food. Um, Food, yeah, scarcity of food. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll let you guys know when we see that pop up. Um, But that's supposed to be coming to Kickstarter later this year. And they've knocked it out of the park with this game. Spoiler alert, we like this game. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a little. Just a little bit. Just, just a little, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really like this game, so we have super high expectations for the next game that they're coming out with. Um, but Vindication is a two to 
Well, actually, it's a one to five player game. Yeah, one to five. One to five uh, player game. <laughs> um, kind of delving into uh, exploration, I guess, is the best way to describe this game. It's not really a economic game specifically. It's kind of got a lot of elements that you'd see in a lot of other games, and I don't think I've ever played a game that's really like this um, specifically. It borrows elements from other games that you've seen, but it's pretty unique uh, yeah. as far as, as my experience with games. Um, so basically in Vindication, to kind of give you an overview of how it works, um, you are a wretched scumbag, and that's literally printed on the bag. <laughs> You're a wretched scumbag, who has washed ashore on this island right here, and you start with nothing. Um, you have one companion that you found somewhere, out of nowhere, and you kind of start exploring the island. Uh, you flip over tiles as you move around the board to see the different locations, and these tiles can be mixed up throughout the setup, so you can get a very different play experience. There's a lot of replayability with the tiles. Um, and as you move around, you can basically gain companions, uh, you can acquire traits which unlock powerful abilities, uh, you can fight and battle monsters, uh, you also can get relics which are kind of like artifacts that have unique abilities with limited use. So there's a lot going on here and that's just the base game. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the expansions that you can mix in later. Yeah, um, which is incredible. And you can mix different strategies with the basic game. Mm -hmm and then add the expansion on there. Like, you don't just have to use the expansion as, like, a totally separate thing. Right. All together. Right. Yeah, it's got a great way of integrating different expansions and modules without changing the game up too much. Uh-huh, yeah. So you can always set it up to fit the group that you're playing with, <laughs> and you can make it as complex as you want with a lot of things going on, or you can just come back to the base <laughs> game, and there's yeah. still tons of replayability there. So Dude. overall, just... The replayability here is incredible. Um, we've played at least we played four games together, right. and none of them have really been no. similar at all. I won twice. You've won twice. I've won twice, and in very different ways. So. Oh yeah, doing totally different strategies, like, like on the other side of the world type things. Right. Like I'm not it. I didn't. I, like, I never even did the same thing. Right. Like, well, you didn't even become vindicated until oh, the, yeah. the third I game. I didn't even do that. And you won the yeah. first one by a landslide. <laughs> yeah. So. Thanks. Yeah. So we're. <laughs> oh, I won two more. So. <laughs> so <For now. clears throat> well, yeah. We'll have to play a tiebreaker game. Let yeah, you guys yeah. know who won. Um, so yeah, those are the. That's kind of like a little introduction into the game. Um, we'll kind of go more in depth as we talk about different aspects of the game. But as a basic overview, kind of an exploration game. There's not a lot of. There's no combat really. You don't fight anyone. Um, it's pretty much open to doing whatever you want. And I think that kind of leads into my initial thought of this game and my initial thing that made me love it so much was this game is really a sandbox that it's unlimited possibilities. And the thing I love about that is um, every time you come in, the game is going to be different. But a lot of games that I've played have had maybe a path that you need to take to be efficient. So maybe your first couple turns, there's some things you have to do to be efficient at that game, otherwise you fall behind. Um, and I don't really like that restriction of certain games where you have to do a certain thing. Yeah. You have to find the one strategy that's good and then stick with it because otherwise you just lost. 
And the great thing about vindication is that the strategies that you pick, all of them are viable. Uh, and as we were just talking a minute ago, right. Joshua won the first game. Everyone else, I think, was vindicated by the end of that game. I, I didn't. And you never vindicated. You had crazy companion combos going that were giving you basically an extra turn every other turn. Uh, and you didn't need to do a lot of the things that we were doing because that was how you won that game. Yeah. As opposed to other games where we've, that we've played where, you know, the most recent game that we played, I won by grabbing massive point chunks at certain intervals and then closing the game out before you could respond. <laughs> so just the, the different types of ways you can yeah. take the game and strategize. Oh, it's not like fighting monsters is a bad strategy and it's not like grabbing companions is a bad strategy. They're all viable, so you can literally do whatever is fun to you, and that's that's going to work for you. And the game doesn't end the same way. Like there's right. not one end. Uh, like, end game trigger. Yeah, exactly. So, which is a great point. Uh, the game does have end game trigger cards, so every game has a different way that it can end. So basically, if for an end game trigger card, it says if this happens then the next round becomes the final round so it could be something like every player is vindicated or every player has maximum speed or every player one player has all one of all six card color types so the way the game can end is always different and you have some control over closing the game out when you're ahead <laughs> which is pretty cool um, but it also creates a natural progression for the game where you know as you're playing it's not going to last forever but you can kind of see where the game is trending as far as when it will end based on what's happening in front of all the other players. And I can't think of anything that, uh, let's see, really affects the other players as you're going. Only in the expansion, mm -hmm. you know, that's where there's something that uh, maybe you can slow somebody down. But other than that, it's mostly just you exploring and you're deciding whether you want to uh, do this strategy or this, um, maybe as more efficient as the other player. Yeah, that's a good point. I think efficiency with the strategy you've chosen is really the name of the game. Mm -hmm. And I firmly believe that great games uh, give you lots of meaningful decisions. So if you have to make a decision and it's obvious, then that's no fun because you just do the obvious decision. But the, the great thing about games like Vindication is that on your turn, there's so much you can do. And all of them are good. Yeah, it's prioritizing. It's really <laughs> which one do you want to do? Right, or yeah. which one will give you the most points potentially, or you know, there's so much that goes into a decision, and as we mentioned before, the replayability, like the randomization, the, the modular expansions that you can rotate in, uh, just adds so much to this, so much flavor to this it's like a buffet of strategy. <laughs> yes. Um, but you can really just, it. you can pick and choose what you want to do. So if you're hungry. For a good game. This is your plate. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, right? <laughs> Literally, a giant plate of delicious strategy. <laughs> um, oh, man. But yeah, the that's the great thing about the game is just really, for me, it, it keeps coming. The reason I want to keep playing this game is just, the, the feeling that I get of, I feel like I'm literally exploring this game every time I play it. And the theme is you're exploring this island every time you play it, which is just so on point. Like it really just feels like you're 
you're, you've washed on this island, you're moving around, the tiles are revealed as you move around, so you don't even know the initial setup of these tiles. Um, and so every game, it's, it's moving around, it's trying to uncover yeah. the tiles, working with what tiles come out, you know, trying to be more efficient with the tiles that, that you're getting versus the strategy you're trying to do. So really, o overall, I'd say the replayability of this game is yeah. as high as any game I've ever played. You'll never get bored with this game because you can always add something new and mix it up. And then on top of and that's just the base game. Yeah. <laughs> like the base game alone, you're going to be fine with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you add an expansion, Leaders and Alliances. Oh my God. <laughs> you just, like, <laughs> it's incredible now. Now yeah. it's like, oh, and, you, and now you're going into, um, there's alliances here. So now, even between uh, team members there, like, hey, uh, you do ha you get a companion on the base. Right, you get a companion to start with. Uh, but now on the Leaders and Alliance, you can have an actual person as your companion or your alliance. Yeah, you have a you have these factions right here, which they're kind of hard to see, but essentially a faction. There's one for all five um, players that you can play in the game. And before there was no real distinguishing factor with these players, like they were all the same. They're just a different color and they have different art, but there's no real like strategic difference to picking right. that different companion. Well now this actually adds a little bit of unique player ability to the game, just a little bit, um, because your companion, or your character I should say, actually has a faction that they're assigned to that they start the game with. Um, and then there's one sixth faction that actually doesn't have anyone assigned to it. And you can join other factions or um, Guilds is what they're called, sorry. Uh, these are actually guilds that you can join and they give you unique abilities that you can do. But you can also take them and cash out massive point yeah. point scoring, um, trading your ability to continue to use um, their abilities, which is pretty cool. So these, um, we played with these, we played with everything in this game except for the solo mode. So which, that could be, oh no. We would both win then if we did the solo mode together. Yeah, that's well. I've done a little. I've read about the solo mode. I've looked into it, and basically, you play the game normally. It just adds sort of a a storyline element that follows the lore of this game, which is really cool. That's something I do mm -hmm. want to explore at some point, um, because the game actually comes with an art book. Uh, the art is gorgeous. The production is top of the line. Um, they did use these game trays for character uh, packaging and also for a lot of the, the uh, I guess just game pieces yeah, in general pieces, yeah. uh, but they're just really well stored distributed easily accessible um, so all in all the production is just top of the line really well done really thick sturdy cardboard for the player boards um, for the monsters or for the monster board the factions um, the guilds so overall, this game is like a high-quality game. Um, so you definitely will pay a little bit more for this game as opposed to your average board game. Yeah. Um, and you can buy it on, on Orange Nebula's website. We'll add a link for that. Um, but you will be paying a little bit more, but the, the replayability, the, the look of it, is definitely worth the price. Um, so yeah, we, we really like pretty much... I don't think there's been any expansions we didn't like. Um, 
Over, was there any that you felt that you didn't really like, or maybe some that you liked more than others? What was your favorite thing that the uh, expansions in general added? The expansion? Yeah, out of all the expansions, because you have um, yeah, we your have monuments monument. right here, which is also another way to earn points. Um, I can go ahead and start. I think monuments added the most to the game for me, um, because monuments adds... In the game, you have three basic actions. You have to move every turn. Uh, you have to visit one of the tile locations on the board, or you can rest to basically improve your efficiency. Mm -hmm. um, or, oh, sorry, not or. And you have to activate either your hero or a companion to gain resources. And so those three actions you have to do every turn. And then there's some extra actions that you can do if you're able to, but you don't have to do them. Um, and the thing that Monuments added was a fourth action that is so diverse that it really lubricates your strategy and like gets you to where you want to be faster. And there's like nine different things you can do with that little uh, monument token. Oh yeah. Because it's just, <laughs> it, it can be used for, you know, moving your cubes up um, to where you want it to go to where you want them to go it can be used to get extra points out of different cards it can be used to manipulate the board you can block yeah uh not necessarily block but gain points as somebody moves past your right uh, token so. yeah and you can use it to fortify a location that you've taken control of so that extra action every turn is something that i honestly will never play the game without, without. <laughs> Unless maybe I'm teaching it to someone for the first time, just because it adds a lot more that you need to understand. I don't know. Even then, it's a simple. It's just now you're making four moves. Okay. And there's other, you know, games that'll do, maybe even six. That's true. Yeah. You know, it's. I don't. I think four is a good balance of what I can do during that turn. That's a good point. I think it's fine uh, doing it on the first. I do think it adds. I, I think it could be a little bit overwhelming and subject someone to maybe a little bit more analysis paralysis taking a longer turn. Um, <laughs> uh, just because there's nine things you can do with that and the other three actions uh, are so basic and that one, not that it's like, once you know the game, it's great, but for learning it for the first time, I think maybe that would be something. Because you can do like nine things with it, right? Yeah. Uh, and it, it may not be nine, but it's it's like eight yeah. or nine things. Yeah, it's like eight. Um, so yeah, and that, I think that added the most to the game without adding too much. Like it was just the one thing that I feel like the base game needed. And yeah, and you get to, you just need that extra resource or you need that extra move um, just to feel like you're one step ahead. Right, because <laughs> we had, we played the first, the first game, the first time I introduced you to this, we actually played a five player. Um, mm -hmm. And there were certain points where some of the players kind of got stuck on their turns, not being able to do everything they needed to do to catch up. And I felt like that is something I have seen in this game where you only have those three base actions that you can do every turn. And while that does lead to very meaningful decisions, you can feel at times like you're struggling to get where you need to go because you have to address so many things. And I feel like that, that extra action you can take each turn to not, it's not super strong, it doesn't overpower any of the other actions, but it's like a nice little 
bonus to keep mm -hmm. helping you as you go. Uh, maybe you want to start moving up your potential to influence so that you can use it. And it kind of lets you funnel that over if you're not trying to do it all at once, like visiting one of the locations on the board, right. which lets you do it That's in massive true. chunks. So I feel like that was a very much a fantastic but simple addition to the game, which really elevated the play in my in my mind to the point where I don't think I'll ever use play the game without that anymore. It just adds too much to take it out, um, other than the complexity for a new player. That's really all I think that would hold me back from using it every time. Yeah. And the battling the monsters, and then adding the big monster. Yeah, let's talk about the big monster. <laughs> so you can um, add a monster to your, uh, where you're exploring, right? And if you explore anywhere around it, uh, then it starts being, I guess, let go. Mm -hmm. um, it's starting to creep up on you. Right, <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, you're, you're by it, it's sensing you. Um, and once it's completely been, you know, you ended up, at the monster, it comes out. Yeah, and it, we have it actually sitting on the board, game board right now in that middle square. If you do play with the monster, you'll you'll put him where he's sat right there in the middle. Um, otherwise, if you're not playing with him, there will be another location tile. Um, but basically, there's this monster board that you use with this monster. And what happens is, as Joshua explained, basically, you, he starts the game just sitting there, and as you move past him, you naturally get closer to bringing him out. And once he comes out, you basically have a mini boss battle in the middle of your yeah. game. Because you start the game normally. <laughs> You're just playing. And everybody needs to... Come together. Fight, come together. Like, everyone's doing your own thing. Like, you're just in your own zone. Right. Like, I'm doing this strategy. And then all of a sudden, why did somebody go near the... <laughs> like now we all they have jumped to... over the do not trespass <laughs> yeah. and knocked on his door and now he's in everyone's backyard so now we all have to do uh, we can only do certain moves now yeah towards uh, defeating the monster yeah it kind of turns into this little mini game where your normal actions are kind of put on a hiatus for the duration of the battle and everyone has to come together to contribute resources on this board to essentially defeat the monster. Um, once he's defeated, you can all you all receive rewards, and there's little bonuses you get for contributing, um, and then the game kind of goes back to normal and you finish it up. Right, so if you are, aren't able to contribute, mm -hmm. you are going to be affected. Yeah. Um, you do get uh, bonus cards mm -hmm. as well when we defeat it. Some loot cards, uh, yeah. And then if you... Um, aren't contributing as much as you could have, um, you're just not going to get points as well. Yeah. I mean, the name of the game is <laughs> being able to win and get points. Right. So there you go. If you're not, um, if you don't do anything, like everyone has, like it's, it's like yeah. if you want to keep moving forward, you, you got to battle. Yeah, and I, the clever thing about the monster that I noticed when we used it was that it doesn't, really benefit anyone to not help um, because you get rewards for contributing on this board um, and those rewards can be points they can be like the ability to teleport it's something you already maybe wanted to do right uh, the only thing is you're giving up resources um, and you do get all the resources back into your 
stockpile that you use to fight the monster, but there's really no benefit to not fighting. Um, the only interesting thing was when we played with the monster fight, you had a ton of resources on the board, and I had hardly any. So you actually, I think I actually won that game fairly, but you ended up spending so many resources on this monster, you got a ton of points, yeah. but that took away from the strategy you were planning on doing, It did. It leading up to the monster fight, yeah. it threw you off. But I got points. You did get points, you got like 20 points. Yeah. This. It was crazy. <laughs> I did get um, But yeah, that, that was something that I thought was really interesting that this monster fight adds is because Kind of like if a real monster showed up and started attacking everybody, it's not. Of course, you're gonna get off track. Right. Yeah. You're, you're like it's gonna it's gonna change your schedule yeah. a little bit. <laughs> just, but just a tad bit. The fact that you know you had so many resources, you were going for something, and then the monster shows up, and now it's like, oh crap, I gotta respond. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that I thought added such a cool element to the game, and the fact that once this is done, it's just. And it on. challenges you to like, I gotta think, like I gotta go back to where I was. Yeah. And, um, you know, what was my strategy? Right. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> kind of come back and say, okay, where was I going? And, and what can I do with what I have now? Right. And adding the like the monster fight really is at the end of the day can be a distraction to your strategy. Like it, it really can. And and knowing what to contribute and how much to contribute. Because knowing how much to contribute, oh, because you just dumped everything. I just in. dumped it all. I was just like, you know what? Like, let's get, let's kill it, let's get it over with. Yeah. Um, and I think you had about like ten resources on the board, and I had like one or two. <laughs> yeah, and like, while you got all the points, like when we came back, my strategy, I was in the same place that I was, but you were like what ten resources <laughs> back. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the monster fight was definitely something. I probably wouldn't play with it my first game. I think I'd try some other expansions yeah, first. I agree with that. Um, I would definitely start with the base game. If you're new to Vindication, you've never played it before, play the base game. Um, just kind of get a run through to see how it plays. And once you feel, once you run through the game once, it's, I don't think, at least, I don't think anyone in our group needed more than one play to really understand it. Yeah. I think after one game, it was like, okay, now I understand it. Um, I would definitely add in the Monuments expansion. Adding that extra move is so key to making the game, like opening it up a little bit more, I think. I would add that first, and then once that's kind of established, everyone's, yeah, then start adding in modules, um, like the monster fight, um, like some of the other tokens. Um, And that's one thing we haven't mentioned is that part of the replayability of this game, there are these tiles here on the board, and they have different um, abilities on them there's more tiles in the box than you can play with in one game. Um, and so there's like jewel. seven or eight different expansion modules of there's tiles you can rotate in. Yeah, there's the jewel crafting. Uh, teleporting. You can teleport. Um, <laughs> there's the pet menagerie. You can get pets for companions, oh, yeah. which are <laughs> crazy. There's some crazy things in there. Um, you've got the ability to gain extra quests for points. Another, an extra turn if you visit. Yeah. <laughs> That's in the uh, Leaders and Alliances box. There's uh, yeah. two new tiles. Uh, one of them gives you the ability to get an extra turn, um, and the other one gives you the ability to retire a companion for points. Um, so really, like, changing up the different types of um, tiles that you have in your game is a very easy way to add replayability. And you don't have to learn a lot of new rules and that tile you may or never even go there 
<laughs> we have plenty of games. That's true. We threw in the Pet Menagerie for the first time for you. Right, and I never even... You wanted to go there. There's so many other things. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Wait. <laughs> and you may not even... That's the thing. You may not even get to all the expansions you throw in. Like, it just... And the game could end in so many different ways. So, like, y- you may not even fill and have all the tiles out and the game's over. Yeah. I don't feel like I've, I've played this game once two player and it ended in about 30 minutes which is about the fastest I think it's ever gone mm-hmm. and that was just because one of the end game tiles happened to correspond with both of our strategies um, <laughs> but overall you're looking at about minimum an hour to maybe two, two and a half hours of this game depending on the player count we've played most of our games together of two players and I say they've all gone about an hour, hour and a half yeah, an hour and then again, we were also, every game we've played so far, all four games we've played together have been involving new expansions. So there was a little bit of a learning curve. I th- but I think it's, um, because there's so many things you could do, it's still new every time. Right. So it's like, well, I, I haven't done this, or I haven't tried this, you know. And then yeah, let me maybe, try that. Maybe try uh-huh, or a combination of these two, or I wonder what that does. Yeah. Because you you had, I think it was one of our, our third game, you had, you tried the red, because when you start the game, you're given a starting location, and a, you get one starting companion from one of the three types. So you have blue companions, which are kind of, um, what's their strength? They're kind of a... Well, it's called knowledge. Knowledge is the resource that they're associated with, um, but and they their abilities are more like... Let's see, for example... Look at the top card on any of the six face-down card stacks on the board. Okay. Put it back or flip it face up. Yeah, so blue cards have abilities that are more geared toward, uh, I think efficiency would be a good way to put it. Um, they have a lot of ways to get extra things. Um, the red cards are definitely more geared towards fighting monsters and maybe being a little bit more aggressive. All of these companions have different cards that are kind of the same. Mm. Like red cards are associated with strength, so you may get a little more strength from some red card abilities, and you may get a little more knowledge from some of the blue cards, and maybe more inspiration from the yellow cards. Uh, yellow cards are more like utility abilities. I feel like yeah. they're more, you know, unique little outliers that are useful, <laughs> um, but they can combo pretty crazily. Um, so the different, the three different companion types you get one of them to start the game, either red, blue, or yellow, and then you get a starting space on the board. And that's really all you have to start. Everything else is up to you. Um, and then from there you kind of, you can stick with that companion color, or you can just completely abandon it and go for something else, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get one companion to kind of help you throughout the game, um, starting off, so. And what do you think? Who would you recommend this to? Um, I think this game, I would recommend it to anybody, honestly. Um, some This is a great game for people who have played a lot of strategy games because it adds that, it has that deep strategy that you can... Um, you can get into. Yeah, because we've played four games, like we said, and every, you together, I've played about ten games of this. Um, and every strategy is just, every game is just so unique. Like the strategy that you can choose to go after, um, 
you can start the game saying, hey, I want to do this, and you can do it. Or you can say, I'm just going to go on what comes my way and be, you know, adaptive. And either way works. And even with the, the base game, if you only play with the same components and the same setup every time, you're still not going to see every monster that comes out. You're still not going to see every companion that comes out. The tiles will be set up differently. The way people choose to interact with them and the way people go after things will be different. So even if this game had zero expansions and was just the base game, you still have a ton of replayability. Yeah, there. that's true. But what about somebody like just starting off, like they're still with Monopoly? Because <laughs> we've had a couple people like we that have, that we've played with. That's true. Yeah, our first game was a five-player game, and um, this was kind of their first look at like what deeper strategy games could be. And not that Vindication is necessarily like the most complicated game out there. I'd say it's probably about middle of the road. It's more complicated than your average game, but it's definitely not too heavy to where someone would just, you know, lose their mind trying to learn it if they've never <laughs> played anything but Monopoly. Yeah, that's um, I think what I would, I think this is actually a great game to get people into like more heavy board gaming, um, exposing them to that world mm -hmm. because I think this game boils down to just being super. Fun. Um, and it's super fun because, as I mentioned before, you can do whatever you want and it feels good. Um, and that was something that I had mentioned. Um, some of the players in that first game we played, we played with five players. I was the only one who had played it before, and we had four first timers. And not only first timers playing it, but first timers like it, introducing it to not the like mainstream. Yeah, the games you find at Walmart and Target. Exactly. Yeah. And they had they remarked at the end of the game that they had enjoyed the game because it felt good. Like they were they were firing off combos, they were yeah. fighting monsters, they were <laughs> using crazy abilities. And uh, I I don't think our group is like competitive to win in the point where like we have a bad time if we don't win. We're definitely not that group. No. Like we play competitively. We want to win. Of course, I won. You won, but <laughs> it wasn't like everyone just hated the game afterwards right. we're not those kind of people and I have played with those people where it's like I'm only happy if I win um, and this game definitely gives you a feeling of satisfaction no matter what you do and obviously you're playing to win you want to win the game you want to play competitively but if you've killed five monsters that feels freaking good man you just <laughs> stormed in there killed five monsters you know your your hero is just a beast you know vindicated like you're you're Progressing, Right. Maybe you grab a bunch of traits which give you crazy abilities that you're using all the time. It makes your, yourself more efficient. You grab some relics. Um, you have these crazy one-off abilities that you're firing off. Maybe you have a ton of companions and you're taking extra turns every other turn. Um, so there's something in here for everyone. And I feel like this game is a great way to take someone from, you know, hey, this is what maybe you're experience in board gaming has been, you know, Monopoly, apples to apples, you know, maybe some little games here and there, and then taking them saying like, hey, this is what board gaming can be. And I feel like Vindication is one of the best rep representations of what board, board gaming can, can be. be. Yeah, because it's, it's fun, it's replayable, um, it's gorgeous, like the art, it the components, they went all out on this game. Um, the strategy is always changing no two games are ever the same there's so many expansions something for everyone maybe you don't like fighting the monster don't play with it there's plenty more you can do 
Um, That's true. The monuments, leaders and alliances, guilds, um, just even switching out little tiles here and there. Maybe you throw in pets again for a game. Maybe you throw in the jewel crafting for a game. Um, all these different things basically just create this giant sandbox of things you can pick and choose to create a certain experience. Um, so yeah, that, that would be my recommendation. I would recommend it for anybody who either A, loves playing board games, or B, really wants to take that next step into the hobby and say, you know, I've played some basic games. I'm, you know, I'm looking for something to kind of open up this world for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Vindication is the perfect game for that. I agree. Definitely check this game out. You have to. Yeah. It's, it's not even like a should you. Yes. You have to play this game. Right. It's. <laughs> I'm on Facebook. I'm on, yeah. on Instagram. Everywhere I can be and uh, just recommending it. Like, because <laughs> uh, I just I can't recommend this game enough. And I would say this currently is my favorite game that I've ever played. Like this definitely is the only game that I can bring someone new in and say, "Sit down. Let me show you something really cool and really special." And that's what I feel like. Vindication is. Um, what about you? Do you have any extra other thoughts on, you know, the game or recommendations? You came into it kind of. Yeah. Um, you like you've played some some more like complex games and stuff like that, but. That's why I think this is um, a good for everybody. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I think somebody new, somebody that already has gone through other more complex games, like this. Uh, will satisfy you. Yeah. Um, I think you it's a good word. will just keep eating and eating and eating, and uh, you're not going to be full. Yeah. <laughs> you're, I think you're going to be fulfilled, but you're always going to want more. Yeah. And I think that's a great, that's a hard balance to strike. Like sometimes I'm like, I played four games of, let's say, Monopoly or like Risk or like, you yeah. Know. But like this one, I played four games and I'm like, I need to keep yeah. playing. Like, I need to keep going. Like, I still want to do this now. Right. Or I can do this now. It's incredible. It's really good. So, um, yeah, I, I'm the same. I think anybody and everybody uh, needs to play this game. What about um, just taking a slight detour in the recommendation department? What about Leaders and Alliances? Would you recommend that? Um, would you say maybe hold off on it? Um, would you say get Vindication first, play it, and then maybe buy Leaders and Alliances later? Because um, Leaders and Alliances, for those of you who don't know, just came out uh, in recently. July? Yeah, it was delivered to Kickstarter backers three months early, which doesn't happen, uh, in July. Um, and the original Vindication game came out a few years prior to that. So, Leaders and Alliances. Um, to add that expansion, oh, I mean... <laughs> you, you could yeah and but it's like okay I, you still have so much to do here right um so I think I mean I mean it's okay if you could spend uh, the money to add this with it mm -hmm. why not okay why not yeah why not I mean and the way I see it is if you love vindication as much as we do you're gonna get leaders and alliances you're just <laughs> going to um <laughs> But I would say there's definitely enough in the base box to where you don't need it right off the bat. You know, if you really want to try this game and take the leap, um, go ahead and just get Vindication and try it. 
if you have the extra budget, because this game can be a little pricey, grab Leaders and Alliances. But if you're just wanting to get into Vindication and check it out, I would say you definitely don't need it. It's not like there's anything that it adds that hinders the game. Um, the Monuments expansion that I was recommending you add after your first play for the rest of your playthroughs comes in the base box. The monster right, fight comes exactly. in the base box. Most, all but two of the new tiles come in the base box. Um, the one exception I would make is the Leaders and Alliances expansion adds the solo campaign, the solo play mode, um, which if you're a solo board game player, then you definitely would need that um, to make the most of the solo playthroughs. So I'd say for a solo player, go ahead and get Leaders and Alliances. Um, that will allow you to play Vindication oh, yeah. solo, and they have a, a little mini campaign you can play. Um, but for everybody else, the base box has more than enough variety. Um, and just to recap, the Leaders and Alliances expansion comes with these six guilds um, that you can gain favor with, I guess. Um, and it adds two new location tiles. It upgrades a couple of the base components of the base game. It adds this uh, bigger bag for the tiles that you pull out of. Scumbag. Scumbag, yeah. Awesome component. Um, it adds um, all the things you need to play the solo mode campaign, and um, that's really it. It's basically solo mode, uh, two new tile locations, and then uh, these guild expansions. It adds a few more cards that you can add into the, uh, the base stacks of companions, monsters, relics, and traits. Um, but there's nothing there that's, you know, glaringly missing. It's it's definitely a this adds more to what is already there. And we didn't even go through um, every single component that is out there. Like there's so many, there's so many different cards. Yeah. Because um, we really strategies. only see maybe ten cards <laughs> from each deck every time we play. Yeah. Like no one's killed like. 20 monsters in a game you just don't have time yeah like how many are in there yeah and the just the the amount of Man. cards there are that you can go through and the things that you see per game is very limited um there's you know probably 30 cards in each stack and you're maybe seeing like five yeah at most each game each person yeah each person's maybe no no not even it depends like, on the strategy, right? <laughs> right, uh, that's true. But I mean, because I only had my last game, I had one card. Well, you killed a couple monsters. Oh, then I did kill a couple monsters. But you didn't touch. We didn't even get a. No one got a relic. Well, no one. No one grabbed another yeah, companion. We didn't do that at all. We we, and we've had games where you had what like yeah, six kept companions, seven yeah. companions, yeah, and you had one one monster. So it's it, yeah, the replayability, or or the variety of cards. <laughs> right, right really contributes to replayability um, and one really cool thing that they did um, during the Kickstarter there's there's a couple different um, promo packs that you can get um, there, I believe there's an original one there's a board game spotlight one uh, they have them on their website um, and then they did a they recently did a 2019 community promo pack which is on Facebook they put up some artwork for different cards that they wanted to add to this promo pack and the community actually got to vote or submit ideas for abilities, and then the community voted on what they liked. And one of my ideas actually won, so one of my cards is actually in that promo pack. Um, and it's this 
the lurking herd monster card. Um, so I was able to actually come up with the ability of, at the end of the game, you gain one honor or point for each monster defeated by your opponents. So it's really cool that it, it adds that different, um, that extra promo pack that was basically created by the people who love this game. Because um, I know Orange Nebula loves this game. They said they made it for them. They made a game that they would want to play. Um, and so that allowed the community to contribute to that a little bit was, was pretty cool. Um, and I, I bought this shirt from their website and they sent like a post-it note in there, like a handwritten post-it note, like thank handwritten. you. Handwritten. Handwritten. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. they're, they're a super awesome company. Definitely, um, I feel good supporting them and buying this game just because I can tell, I can feel, you know, the passion they put into this game. Um, it really shows. They yeah. definitely didn't cut corners. They made it. Deal. They made it as as fun and engaging and, and as you know good looking as they could, and tried to make it as great of a game as they could for themselves and also for everyone who's playing it. So. So. Um, uh, let's play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm down to play again. I might have to play right after this. Um, so. That, so in conclusion, our review is we definitely recommend this game. Definitely. Um, we would recommend it for seasoned board gamers, anyone who likes strategy games, um, and also players who are new coming into this for the first time. Um, we probably wouldn't recommend buying Leaders and Alliances right off the bat unless you're a solo player. Um, but if All right, we had a technical issue that caused the video to stop. We are back. So we stand by our review. Um, we want to thank you guys for watching or yes, listening, thanks. if you're listening to the podcast. Um, we will be trying to do these episodes every two weeks, um, and we'll let you know if anything changes. But the best way to stay up to date on when those will be coming out, uh, the games we're playing, what we're working on, will be uh, through our social media and... Um, email. Email. Which is the good game... Or goodgame.theteam at gmail.com and we'll add that in the description for you guys so you can see it um, but yeah check us out on we have a Facebook group we'll link all this in the description we have a Facebook group we have an Instagram Twitter uh, we're going to be throwing the podcast up on Google Play um, Spotify iTunes, iTunes. Um, so you guys can check it out there um, subscribe to our YouTube channel like share it with your friends if you feel like it was useful um, and if you have any questions, comments, uh, concerns, thoughts, anything, or if you just want to hit us up, uh, go ahead and send us an email or hit us up on one of our social media channels, um, and we'll get in touch. And yeah. we'll try to read some of those questions out and respond to some of those emails live on the show going forward. But since it's episode one, you don't know about us yet. So. <laughs> um, but anything else you want to say before we sign off? I think that's it. I'm excited. Yeah. And... I'm excited for everyone to try this out. Mm -hmm. Hear your comments. Yeah, let us know how it goes for you. If you have the same yeah. thoughts, uh, if maybe you felt something different, what your favorite expansion is, um, what strategies have worked for you. Um, but yeah, so we'll see you guys in the next two weeks probably um, and stay in touch. And thanks again for supporting the channel and uh, have an awesome day. See you guys next time and uh, have a good game. Yeah. This has been the Good Game Podcast, signing off.